everyone, and welcome to the As I Amber podcast. I'm Amber, and I love to talk about music, travel, society, and pop culture. On today's episode, we have friend and guest to the show, Solomon Hillfleet. Say hello. All right. How are you all doing today? Hey, Amber, how are you? I am doing okay. I am still processing the subject of the day, which is Squid Games. If you've been living under a rock, the movie is a Netflix film, and it's a Korean dramedy, comedy, not comedy, but it could be funny <laughs> to some people, but it's um, an action movie. I'll leave it at that. I don't want to spoil anything for you because everyone's perspective is different. So if you haven't, I would say, please go watch at least the first two or three episodes of Squid Games and or the whole thing if you desire. And it's nine episodes, so it's not that long. And you can come back to the podcast to listen because Solomon and I are going to go in today. <laughs> yes. Um, now, I finished it uh, right around the time the craze was really uh, kicking off. Mm-hmm. And I haven't really uh, gotten back to it since. But the impression hasn't really left my mind. And mm-hmm. I've been saving all the memes. So, yeah, we can get to it. Yes. So, as I was saying, Squid Games is an action-based film. And... Pretty much, spoiler alert, (laughs) spoiler alert, did you hear that? Okay, so (laughs) it's a dystopian kind of society, and it's kind of scary because it's happened today, tomorrow, it's probably happening right now, we just don't know it, (laughs) but it it makes you think, and it kind of reminds me of The Matrix meets Hunger Games meets Saw meets every kind of weird, scary, end-of-the-world type movie mixed in with life, you know? That's a good way of looking at it. And, you know, I think the big thing I took from it is I know this is happening somewhere. Mm -hmm. This might be happening right in front of us. And, you know, I think the big premise of of the show or the series is really just showing two things the the hopelessness that people without money experience and mm-hmm. the type of large systems that allow people to be you know exploited you know for profit yes. that's, that's that's like the complicated version the entertainment part is more simple mm-hmm. yes like the movie was so deep to me that like I took notes while watching I know I'm such a wow. nerd but <laughs> it was so many like little one liners or things that stood out to me. And so, speaking of Squid Games, I'm thinking about the television show like Survivor or, you know, the NFL compound draft. Now, you might be like, Amber, what the heck are you talking about? So, when I saw that the premise of the the Squid Games, spoiler alert, or if you don't care, um, players who are in debt to society, whether they owe a lot of money, various things happened in around their lives, they come to the Squid Games to literally play for their lives. So pretty much you're playing these childhood games, but if you lose, you die, literally. Um, oof, that was heavy. <laughs> but it's um, it really starts off like, where is this movie going? Like, I didn't know what to expect. I had no expectations. I just know the girl who was braiding my hair said, have you seen Squid Games? And I was like, no, I haven't had time to watch. So the only way I watched it was because I had to sit there and get my hair braided. 
And I was intrigued after the first episode. I was like, oh, girl, now you got me hooked on a show. So it starts off with um, the main character. I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Um, I don't know how to say his name. Song, is it Song? Ji-hun. Or... Ji-hun. Yeah. Yes. Ji-hun, that... Ji-hun is a bum. Like, he is the definition of TLC's oh, no scrubs. Like, oh. Uh, he, not, not, not. <laughs> he was at the beginning he had redemptive qualities but at first he's a grown man he's divorced he lives with his mom he steals her money he's in he, transition he's just gambling away and you see the redeeming qualities because he means well but he is on a tragic path literally <laughs> And the people that he owes money to, everyone's kind of intertwined until one day he's at a subway station, which was a really clean subway station in Korea. Like, I've never seen a subway station that clean. (laughs) Um, Every country or every place is different, I guess. But he's sitting down and a stranger, you know, he's down on his luck. And you could call this stranger the devil or an angel because he had a suitcase full of money and was like, you want to play a game? (laughs) And he was like, what? And he saw all this money and he needs the money to help pay for getting custody of his daughter, to pay off some gambling debts to help his mother. He just needs it. And he plays the game. So it's kind of like in the Matrix, when, if you've seen it, where Morpheus asked Neo, red pill, blue pill. And instead of a red pill or blue pill, it's like a game, red piece of paper or a blue piece of paper. The object of the game is to try to flip the colored paper over and he keeps losing so he keeps getting slapped in the face over and over and over and over again well eventually he wins you've seen the movie or the series and he's given a card a circle a triangle and a square Uh now the circle triangle and square is like the secret club or whatever that he's supposed to meet at to play this game now at first I was like okay Okay, this is going to be interesting. Like, I didn't know what to expect until I saw them get in that van and passed out. Uh-huh. I was like, what am I uh-huh. watching? Uh-huh. What were your thoughts for those first couple of minutes? Um, I'll be honest. So mm-hmm. one of my students mentioned it to me. And, oh, uh, gosh. <laughs> and right before they came out, they are like, there's this crazy new show out called Squid Games. You need to watch it. And I, when they told when they, when they told it to me, I said, "I'm gonna tell you guys not to watch it, but I'm gonna watch it myself." Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it really did start off slow. I was gonna give up on it, but I I kind of buckled down because I kept hearing the clamor. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I really got into the beginning, I I'm not gonna lie, I was looking at my phone mm-hmm. and I wasn't really paying attention. And uh, my mm-hmm. brother said, "No, you're gonna have to watch this and put your phone down so you can pay attention." And and when I did, and I saw the premise it was based on him taking him and other players deciding to take a bet um, or become a part of something for money. I said, Oh yeah. And I, I immediately thought hunger games and, and other movies. And that's when I got drawn in. But at first it really did start off slow and I was, I had no intentions of dealing with it. Yes. And speaking of the hunger games, the different people, um, everyone in the film except for one character seems to be of South Asian or Korean descent uh-huh. except for the one character that stood out to me 
and it probably stood out to you was Ali, and he was from Pakistan. Yes. Oh my gosh, he it broke my heart. We'll we'll go to that later, <clears throat> but just the just the aspect of even though people may be from a different nationality, at the end of the day, everyone is there in the playing the game, the Squid Games, so they can get out of their life situations. Yeah, and you know, I think that's one of the things it, it kind of said what I was saying is like it's the intersection of uh intersectionality applies to, to to everybody. We tend to think of it, or I think a lot of people tend to think of it with black or we'll say POCs, mm-hmm. right, people of color, but you know, well, he's a, a person of color, but we tend to think of it with black people, but mm-hmm. it affects everybody in every walk of life, and Ali was no different. You know, everybody is a victim of, you know, a system that, you know, forces people to, you know, compete to be able to take care of themselves. And so they all were, you know, victim to that same system. And they were all there equally trying to compete to get a better life. You know, and I I think uh, the whole premise that they could choose to do it or not is one of the biggest things, though. Yes, we all have choices. That's what what's one of the main things that I gathered. Like, not to sound like an after-school special, but it's like that one choice really impacts your life in various ways. And one thing that stood out to me is that we can learn from anyone, whether it was the orphan girl. Um, I think her name was Sabike Sabiak. I don't know her name, but her parents were gone. Her brother was in a foster care system, and she had nothing to lose. Yeah, she escaped from North Korea, I believe they were saying. Yeah, and she was like the young one. And then we most definitely cannot go without talking about player 001, the old man. Oh, my boy. Yeah. My boy. I knew from the jump <laughs> something was up with him. And it's it's funny because I got tipped. You know, they were kind of like, player one is not who you think. I was like, what is this? You know, like I said, my, I, got a, I got a thorough, <clears throat> like, you know, warning before watching it but it wasn't you know spoilers and um i knew there was something off of player one but i couldn't really put my finger on it but he definitely entertained me very yes. dark and, and yes his story is very deep very and it just goes to show you how just like people bet on horses or sporting events there are people of a certain society that look at people as literal numbers mm-hmm and not human beings and we think about Colin Kaepernick um sports from the sports arena like shut up and dribble things Mm. that are set to athletes like you're here for my entertainment just run Mm. just shut up and play your game and we see a totally different aspect like the humanity in people yes and also the lack of humanity because it it also kind of reminds you of like uh Lord of the Flies, you know, how are people going to react when you put them in an environment where they have to compete for their lives and the animal has to come out? Mm-hmm. Uh, where's the humanity in it as well? And so it it, it explored a lot of great concepts. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, the thing that I think that gets overlooked is they made the choice and they could vote as a majority to walk away from it. And, you know, more than often people were going to choose or people chose what would benefit them. They were thinking, hey, I'm in debt and I need mm-hmm. to do what it takes. 
Yeah. And it's also a story about addiction. If you notice, everyone was addicted to getting money. They were addicted to ignoring people. Everyone had a vice. Mm-hmm. And that's what united them and divided them at the same time. Um, I, at first, when I was first started watching and they were going through in the childhood flashbacks, I was like, oh, they're going to play red light, green light. And then I saw that doll turn around and all those people mm-hmm. were massacred. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my gosh, what is this? And I, and just in those yeah, that was like the first episode or second episode, I believe. Yes. In the very episode. beginning, like you saw how people are easily influenced or will do anything to win and not think about a strategy. And this yeah. is where hello? Yeah, I'm listening. I say, yeah. The strategy of life. We're so quickly, I gotta finish first, or you know. I got to do this. I got to do that. But we're not always thinking long term. And, you know, I think a lot of times one of the things that was kind of, I guess, hitting on is a lot of times when people get in pressure situations, they immediately think of themselves and they don't think strategically. They just respond instinctively, you know. And mm-hmm. But, you know, even in the midst of all these challenges, you still saw humanity. You saw how the gentleman saved, uh, saved the main protagonist. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the game, a red light, green light, because he was impossible. He was going to be, you know, killed in the beginning, right? And you know, I think that just goes to show, you know, people's core thing is they don't want to die. Mm-hmm. You have some people that are still brave enough to put themselves out there. You have some people that are smart enough to do what's necessary to survive, like a Sung Woo or other ones. Yes, and one thing that stood out to me were the color schemes. Now, I can go into a whole nother, we'll be on here all day, but we don't have time <laughs> for that. But the colors were very bright that the players wore. Yes. But the situations they were in were very dark. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a very interesting contrast. You know, we're so accustomed to the bad guy wears this color and then good guys wear this color, but this world is warped and upside down. So everything that we think of or associate with certain things is just not it. Agreed. And, you know, even how they did the um, the helpers, even how they did their mask and how everybody mm-hmm. was one way, but the the major villain's mask was dark black. You know, yeah. I think it was a lot of uh, subtle themes that they put in there, but uh-huh. I think the the thing that I was just most, you know, brought in by was they were competing on, they were competing for their lives for a prize, and it was so many people and entities involved in making sure it happened. It was like, how is something of this magnitude happening and no one knowing or no one caring? Right. And on top of that, I thought about the players, well, not the players, but, you know, the guards with their hoodies on. Mm -hmm. They had on their mask were triangles, circles, or squares. And they looked like a PlayStation controller. Yeah, it did. And it was like, oh, this is heavy. This is going deep, like... I was like, that's a fly pink jacket. <laughs> they were clean. They were I clean. was like, that's cool, but I don't want to be no uh, guard. Like, what? Uh, what's, what is, uh, what's going on? <laughs> you know, and, and I think um, 
one of the things that I also appreciated was one of the thing that added some layers for me was when the people who had been watching and betting on them actually appeared. Mm. Got to see, oh, these are people of power and they get, you know, like you said, they get a kick out of seeing poor people fight for their lives and they feel entitled to whatever liberties they have because they're investing in seeing someone, you know, win this money. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it just, it reminds you just that, hey, there are people in society that they, they prey off of people's need and they are entertained by it and they do anything they can to maintain it. Yes, and it also the vulnerability of the characters. Um, one of the characters that I mentioned earlier, Ali, he was just so pure and innocent. Mm-hmm. He was just so humble and kind. And the funny thing, not like ha 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 funny, but the irony of the situation was that the person that he looked up to the most and thought cared about him the most ends up screwing him over. Yeah. You and know, it's but- like, it's like, dog, this is, this is just something else because even the main character, he, they were childhood friends. Um, not Ali, but the other character, the one with, that was the banker, he went to school. Ooh, yeah. um, I think his name, I don't know. Y'all know who I'm talking about, though. So Song Woo, Song Woo. Oh, my boy. Yeah, the one and only. He was, at first, I was like, oh, he's going to come through. They're going to have a That's little alliance. They're going to have an alliance. It's going to be like Big Brother or different reality shows where the people, you know, they had their own little crew and help each other. But I knew when he knew what the next game was going to be and he picked an easy shape, Yep, I knew something wasn't right with him. Yeah, and you know, I think when it comes down to I need this money, mm-hmm. you the only thing stopping me. Morals go out the way, you know. You know, with one of the players, he really wanted to make sure player one was maintained, and I was like, "Look, if you make it sure someone else is okay, how is that stopping you from being okay?" And mm-hmm. you know, I think humanity is important, but I think it's hard to be humane in them situations when you've yeah. agreed to do, you know, that's the big thing. And people get power hungry, especially that bully dude. Oh my gosh. Yep. Um, He was just terrible. And then his side piece, whatever the chick was, yeah. she, was she was annoying me. And the thing about this movie that was funny is that it's dubbed. So it's like their, their words are not matching what's being said. Yeah. You so, know, <laughs> it's like the old Jackie Chan movies, and uh-huh. but but you know, um, I look at movies like I look at those. I look at movies. And I look at anime and those type of things, and mm-hmm. it's really just meant to be watched in the original language. <laughs> yes, and I'm pretty sure. I know of people who have lived in South Korea. I'm not of Korean descent or anything, but I'm pretty sure if I watched with someone who is or is more familiar with the culture that we'd probably notice a whole lot of other stuff that just went over our heads. Um, one thing that I saw about this particular series is that the director, either creator of it, Hwang Dong-yok, I hope I'm saying this right. I'm sorry if I'm butchering his name. But he created the script 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's just now getting, picked getting fruition. Up. You know, it's like, wow. 
he's visionary like yeah. the the idea to create this and then it gets on international streaming sites like it's just genius. And as a creative person, I know you can relate. It just motivates me not to give up. Even if you think what you think is going to be crazy, you never know how it's going to be perceived. And anytime people love your art, you're happy, you know, not only financially, but just as a creative being, you know? No, I do. And it, it definitely, uh, it definitely reminds you of like a JK Rowling or any other creative who, was told no so many times, but just didn't give up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that was the main thing I got from it. It's like, okay, you know what? Don't give up. Continue to keep pushing it. But also, you know, Netflix and other places are out there looking for great stories. And and I think it was this thing I saw on Twitter that just said, it's crazy how an original story with no stars in it could do this well, right? It's almost as if you could actually take a chance on new stories instead of doing remakes. I was like, damn. That's it. That's it. No shade, but everything, there's so much creativity out here that, you know, this new stuff can, this, this movie just really opened my eyes. Like, I don't know if it's just my personality type, but just watching it, I was like, whoa. It, it was a lot to take in and it gets very deep, and when I start seeing why people started binging, you mm-hmm. know, once I got to about episode three or four, I was like, oh yeah, I'm binging this, you know, and um, I knew there was going to be a season two uh, eventually, mm-hmm. um, but I, I think the big thing I got from it was just, you know, as as it gets more cutthroat, you know, you can't have the same humanity. But mm-hmm. the big thing is you always have to ask yourself in these situations, how did I choose what's happening to me? And mm-hmm. am I willing to deal with the consequences of my actions? Mm, that's deep. I thought about what, like what you just said, like there are consequences to our actions. And there's one word that stood out in the old man or better known as player 001, mm-hmm. the tug of war scene. Mm-hmm. I could do a church sermon on that when we like David and Goliath like you're like how is it possible how am I going to beat this situation this person like you feel defeated if everyone is literal giant and here you are they didn't want the girls on their team they didn't want the old man on their team but old man came through um, yes and it was a it was a metaphor that we need to listen to our elders sometimes not because, oh, back in my day, things are this, but because they've lived so much of life, they've seen this movie before. Like, you know, when yeah. he said, when he said, it's all about how, I don't know how he said it, but it was like, he was pretty much saying, it's not about what you look like or your size. It's about your strategy. And he was like, left foot over here, right foot over here, put your weakest player up front. Put your stronger players in the back. Let them, you know, think that they're winning. And then at the end, pull the rope. Like, oh, my gosh. It was it was just everything in life in one setting. It was genius. And like you said, there was a lot covered in there. And I I think the big thing, like you said, the big thing we forget is uh, you got to have the wisdom of the elders and and the strength and the, you know, youth of us. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and um, we just got to get in a better habit of, I think that was the main thing I appreciate from one of the main characters, just honoring and treating elderly people correctly. And, yes. and them to, you know, just respecting them and their contributions, trying to protect them from, from life. But when it's time, acknowledging that they've lived their lives mm-hmm. and, you know, their lives, the only real function at a certain point is to make sure they pass it on to other people because they can't do anything else. Right. And then I, I saw it as a metaphor for mentorship, you know, um, when the young girl, the orphan girl was being literally punched and kicked and no, everybody just stood there watching. And that, that really boiled my blood, but it's like a metaphor sometimes how society, like you're literally watching someone being abused and y'all are not doing nothing about it except for, main character player 456 he came through he wanted his money but he was like what you're not gonna do is abuse this girl on my watch mm-hmm. and you know it's good to still see that people do care but it also kind of shows you that mob mentality mm-hmm. people people will go with what they see people doing like the bully mm-hmm. he had his little crew and everybody rode with him but you know the main player 456 had to remind him if I was gonna eliminate anybody it would be you Right. Because you're the you're the strongest person. That's who I would gang up on. I'm like, and I think we have to realize that sometimes with adversaries or bullies that, you know, there's more of us than them sometimes, but we have to make our stance. Yes. And it was like player four fifty six looked out for the young girl and he didn't have any sick intentions. And <laughs> I think we we don't see that in society sometimes because yes, he's older than her. But he was not trying to groom her or, you know, like yeah, he have any stop trying to talk to her, get with her. He saw her as like as a little sister. And yeah. I think that was beautiful. It was. And I, I think, you know, I know we look at player 456 as a bum, but we mm-hmm. were able to see his humanity and see layers of him when he was put under pressure. And I, I think one of the things that they, they were trying to convey that we didn't get is, behind everybody's addiction I think they're just humans and Mm -hmm. sometimes people's issues we don't see the person we don't get to see the good in the people because we just see them as poor or a drug addict but we don't see like oh this person is actually a hero or this this and that but they're afflicted by something that's causing them not to be in that vein Right. Everyone has a redemptive quality to them you know that's the main thing that I got out of the film Yes. And I I think that was the main thing they were trying to convey. Like, you know, all of us have something redeemable about ourselves at the end of the day. Even people who did things wrong towards the end, they were able to kind of say, I'm sorry. Or Mm -hmm. they they had a moment where they got what they would do. Mm -hmm. They were remorseful. Like I shouldn't have been. Yeah. And one thing that also stood out was about, you know, this is a commentary on society. The police officers the police officer that infiltrated the group and he realized that his own brother was the mm-hmm. one running it mm-hmm. and his and, own brother killed him and you know I, I tie that in just to say that's once again I think a reflection that is a reflection of how a lot of these issues that we always say we want to be solved they're being they're complicit with different agencies and different people in powers that allow these things to happen. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and it's just an analogy for all that. And it also just made for some good memes on Black Twitter. I appreciate <laughs> that too. So. Yes, indeed. So, on a lighter note, speaking of games, they played Red Light, Green Light. Yep. They played Cut the Little Shape thingy out. Um, what other games did they play besides that? The Marble game that broke my heart. The, um, the glasses, the walking the glass, glass checkers that thingy me. that really got me. Yeah, I was that, like, what in the world? Yeah, that was the one that got me. Like, if they had a theme song, it would most definitely be something real savage-like. <laughs> like, they were some savages. Like, I just I just can't think of who thought of this. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Do you think, what game do you think you would win? So, you could be in any game, whether that be from Squid Games or Childhood Games, what game do you think you would win? Uh, I definitely think I would give people a run on Connect Four. I think I would be pretty tough on that. Um, Uno played uh, played the way we play it in our community. <laughs> I think that would be tough. Um, I don't know about uh, I don't know about checkers. I think I'd get whooped in checkers. That that would probably be a bad one. Um. Yeah, definitely. It'd probably have to be Connect Four. I mean, I I would play. I would risk it all in a, in a game of Monopoly. I, I, oh, I'd take a, wow! I, I'd take a risk at that. I Gotta think you would. So Monopoly, Connect Four, and Uno for you. Black people, I'd probably Uno. Say, I, see, I say black people. I really say black people, Uno, and Connect Four. Okay, so for me, okay, so growing up. I didn't really play like the stereotypical kid games. I'm trying to think. At one point, I was good at like on field day when it was like time to hula hoop and jump rope. I was all right. I was I could hold my own in that, but not double dutch. That would y'all would just kick me off. <laughs> like <laughs> I couldn't double dutch for nothing. And when it comes to like games, I've always been good at like taboo. And Pictionary, those kind of games, and Connect Four. I think I, because I'm like, I like to draw and like, I, I just can't sit still for that long playing certain games. And it gets really serious when it starts talking about Uno and Spades and all those games. Like, everybody plays so differently. And I don't know how to play Spades, and I'm a black girl. So, yeah. Um... Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. oh no yeah um yeah so that's a whole nother topic i feel like in the black community if you don't know how to play space people look at you funny and i'm like well the window of opportunity to learn no one was around to teach me that so by the time you get to college and stuff people already assume you know how to play and no one has time to teach you so it's kind of like you need, you need a space environment <laughs> to practice because I've been I've been trying to teach my significant other the same, but uh, she's just hesitant because she knows how, how people space. fight about space yeah, in the books, and I ain't got time for that. Like we're not gonna fight over a card game. <laughs> I understand, but it's more than a card game. It's a lifestyle. <laughs> it's it's a reflection in life. Yeah, strategy and trust and all of that matter, but I know I wouldn't survive that game. But give me something like Pictionary, Taboo, 
a trivia game. I'm gonna be alive for that. <laughs> yes, yes. Now I feel you, Scrabble, but you know I got I've I've gotten spanked, and I thought I was pretty good at Scrabble. Oh, I'm good at those like baby shower games where the ladies have to unscramble like words and stuff, word search, those kind of things. So I think I'll be good at that. Yeah. Oh, one more thing that stood out to me. Do you remember the little boy at the arcade in the um, Squid Game? Oh, uh, you got to give me a, just a little bit more context so I can. He was can... okay when it was um, the main character's daughter's birthday. Uh huh. And he went to the arcade and he kept putting his money in the machine, and he could never. The main character, four fifty six, he could not grab the toy for nothing uh-huh. until he asked the little kid. And this little boy had a whole strategy. He was like, oh, yeah, I got this. And he won the toy. Well, do you remember the package that the toy came in? I don't. Okay. So here's my conspiracy theory for next season. The toy was a black box with a pink ribbon. Mm. Just like the coffins when they were stealing people's organs. Yeah. yeah even though it, it was it was like it, I thought about egg. it. It's a lot like of I was saying it's a lot of little Easter eggs in there that I gotta go back and watch. Yeah, and then at the end when the main character dyes his hair red. Yes. I was like, okay, you know, they say when a woman dyes her hair red, she's going through a breakup or she's about to have the most fire R and B album of all time. <laughs> so I'm thinking why did he dye his hair red what are your thoughts on that you know I definitely thought it was an honor or uh, you know or, but I was like I can't really figure it out yeah I'm I'm thinking that you think that the season two if there is a season two is going to be him trying to get revenge on the VIPs I definitely think he's going to do it again for that reason. But I, I, cause I, he's got the money at this point. What else could be the motive, you know? Right. I also could see him, like, I'm trying to think of what if there are other characters that didn't really die? Mm. Yeah. Is I'm thinking, like, hmm. I think everybody died, but we thought that, but. At the end, we we realized somebody was really alive, and that's very possible. We just be hard to say. That's why we yeah we got to wait and see. But yeah. I'll say a lot of Easter eggs in plain sight. Yeah, a lot. So, would you recommend? Would you give this movie what a five out of five or a three out of five? What would you say? I'm gonna be honest with you. Five out of five. I, I really think, and you know, I know that's a kind of a tall thing to say, but it it was pretty original in my view. I think mm-hmm. it covered a lot of the points that needed to be uh, covered. I think it would. They did it with a, a, a all new cast. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't have any brills? They let the story carry the weight of the show, and they did a good job of doing that. Yeah, I can most definitely see this being a trilogy, like The Matrix or you know, other shows like Hunger Games and all that. So 
thank you so much for your perspective. I've been waiting on someone to talk to this about because I know everybody don't like certain movies like that. And I was like, I'm su- I surprised myself that I watched this because I usually don't watch stuff that's violent like that. But I was intrigued. No, no, I appreciate you waiting um, to speak with me about it because, like I said, there are a lot of things that you just mentioned. I was like, okay, now this puts new perspective on things that I need to cover. So mm. I definitely now got to go back and look at certain parts of it and, and, and see what I'm missing. Yeah. So that concludes our Squid Games review. <laughs> you all should watch it. It must definitely tell us what you all think. You know, follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at As I Amber. Follow the As I Amber podcast and blog on Facebook. Do you have anything that you have to announce? Um, I just say make sure you all, if you're not already, follow me on Instagram at Solomon Hill Fleet um, and the same on Facebook and, and that'll be all for now. Awesome. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Please share, like, leave a review. Tell us what you thought about Squid Games on Netflix. And yeah, that's it. I hope you all have a great day or night. Bye. (laughs) Bye.